to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. The Built For You program is something that's incredibly easy and perfect for those of you who are trying to get the customized Ford experience. I'll tell you more about why you should check that out at Two Rivers Ford later in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is trying to get you in on all the action. Use the promo code A2Z Sports, and you can take advantage of all their great promotions and profit boosts, odd boosts today. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, that's Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They are the best in the business. They will treat you right at Brymac Mechanical. Uh, when it comes to commercial or residential. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Okay, so there's a lot of complaints about Nissan Stadium on Saturday. So what I did in putting together tonight's show, producer Reed and myself, we found a picture of a banner that was hanging outside of Nissan Stadium in front of a uh, front of a photograph that was tweeted at us that showed a, a basically just a mass of humanity crowded into one gate that could not get in to the stadium. It caused a lot of problems. It caused a lot of complaints. I've, we talked about it on the radio show today. People lost their minds with how bad a time they had at Nissan Stadium on Saturday, which is a shame, of course, because you see that banner and it says fans first and, you know, directly in front of the fans first banner which was a bunch was a bunch of fans who couldn't get in until 45 minutes after first uh, after the kickoff. So it is a problem. It is something that continues to be a problem. It is something that for whatever reason no matter how often the football side of things turns over for Tennessee, at least in the last 6 years this has been an ongoing theme. The product on the field is better, but how can you do a disservice to the people who are trying to see it by making their game day experience so poor. So that's what we'll spend time on tonight. And in fact, we'll start with your Two Rivers Ford take here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. What is your biggest complaint about Nissan Stadium? Please let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I tell you guys at uh, uh, right after I tell you guys about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. What is your biggest complaint with Nissan Stadium? Give us your responses, and you'll hear, in fact, from the president of the Titans, Burke Nighill, who is on 3HL today. What is your biggest complaint with Nissan Stadium? While you guys do that, I will tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. The best Ford dealership around, the most trusted Ford dealership around, is Two Rivers Ford. It is the place that you need to go for your new or pre-owned vehicles, and even if you're looking for a Ford that's built specifically for you. That's what Two Rivers Ford has announced as of late, the all-new Built For You program, which means now you can order any Ford, any color, with any available features and accessories from Two Rivers Ford and have your vehicle delivered right to your door. It's just another way that Two Rivers Ford makes buying a vehicle easy. So if it's not on the lot, it's not a problem. Two Rivers Ford will order the exact Ford you want built just for you. So ask about the all-new Built For You program at Two Rivers Ford today. Two Rivers Ford, love where you buy your Ford. So what is your biggest complaint about Nissan Stadium? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Ultimately, 
this was something that, you know, the team put out a, a public apology to season ticket members about because it was handled so poorly, whether you're running out of food at the concession stands that you've promoted very heavily, by the way, and done well in getting local business inside the stadium. But if you run out of food for the people at the local businesses inside the stadium, well, then how could you possibly hope to continue to promote the things the way that you are, be it Slim and Huskies, which I love. In fact, I ordered for dinner tonight, be it Party Foul, which there was a uh, which there was a uh, uh, a specific a specific focus this offseason about getting local businesses, local restaurants, local venues more involved with the stadium. I think more than anything, um, this is something that and the the issues with the parking, we'll, we'll get into that as well. But I want to know your biggest complaint right now on uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. Uh, let's see. Tighten up, Bucks, is Keith Dove. Yes, lovely to see you all today. Real Nick Wright says, how was it on the bus today? Yeah, I'm, I'm on. So when you, if you, for any of you who are listening to Bussin' with the Boys on a regular basis, I am Wednesday's guest co-host. It's me and Darren Bates with Will Compton. We recorded that today, so maybe we'll talk more about that on Wednesday after the episode is released. Uh, Omar, let's see. Uh, SMH about happened what what happened Saturday with the concessions at the stadiums is there on. Yeah, so give me give me your personal experience. I'd I'd, I'd like to hear more because we got a bunch of calls about this on the radio show today, and you know it seemed to be what people wanted to talk more about than the roster cuts of the game itself or Derrick Henry in the top 100, like all of it, it was how bad an experience they had. So give me a more specific example, Theron, if you could, please, and kind, kindly. Uh, poor stadium conditions, but high-ass tickets. Uh, I assume that means price from Ant Ham on Facebook Live. So here's here's the thing, okay? Nissan Stadium is is does not have all the frills of a place like you know, for example, Mercedes-Benz, where the Titans just played in Atlanta about three weeks ago at this point. Or really even Raymond James, which is not that much more aesthetically pleasing, but the in-game environment is far superior based on the way that they handle the production of things. They have a high standard for the entertainment value. It's really, really well done, even for a preseason game. And nowhere else have I seen the kind of, and listen, I, I work in Nashville, I'm local in Nashville, so the complaints I see are from Titans fans about Nissan Stadium. And I don't, I'm not getting Chiefs fans tweeting me about Arrowhead or Ravens fans tweeting me about MT Bank Stadium, right? So I don't know all of the problems around the league with this kind of stuff, but more consistently than anything, Nissan Stadium has suffered from this for quite some time. Uh, found out Stadium was sending messages about which gate to use, says Puka. Yes. You put they, the stadium was making an effort to direct people to less, you know, less crowded gates. But ultimately, if you're not checking Twitter, and maybe you should have to be checking Twitter, but uh, if you're not checking Twitter, you miss those messages. Wasn't only bad at the gates; the roads around the stadium were not even close to prepared. Says Nolan Weeks, twenty six. I, I, I let's, here's here's my here's my biggest issue with conversations like these, right? I've never been to Nissan Stadium. Well, that's not true. I've been to I've been to Nashville SC games as a fan, but I've always had parking. Um, I have I've never been to a Titans game, obviously as a as a fan because I've always worked the game since I've lived here. So I don't know what it's like to have the parking experience that you guys have. I don't know what it's like to you know struggle to gain entrance. I don't know what it's like to have to deal with the concessions or the or the physical conditions due to the weather in Nissan Stadium. So I need your guys to provide me this context. Because my game day experience, and this is not, you know, this is not to, to brag or anything like that. It's just a difference, and this is my job, and and you guys are there for your enjoyment. 
Uh, and, you know, I enjoy my job too, but you, you, you understand the distinction I'm trying to make. Um, I don't, I don't have that, that experience that you guys do. So when I'm seeing all these tweets, I'm like, man, I, I can't imagine how this would be such an issue. And like the parking situation, like every, every other team in the league is, has gone to digital parking passes. I understand that it's very easy to just throw a little like tab up in your, up on your uh, rear view mirror and, and, you know, be directed to where you're going. But like if every other fan base in the league can figure it out, by downloading the team's app. We, media, every time we travel, we have to use the opposing team's app to gain access to our parking. It's a pain in the ass every once in a while, but you figure it out because this is what you have to do in 2021. So the parking, like, I'm not really here to hear. I'm not really interested in hearing complaints about because that's just kind of like, all right, figure it out, catch up with the technology. But everything else, you know, I I don't hold I don't hold fans uh, to account on on anything else, because one, there should be plentiful concessions for a preseason game because you're not even remotely full capacity. There should be ease of access because, again, you're not at full capacity. It's a preseason game that largely doesn't matter, but you still get thirty or 40,000 people to show up for it. Be prepared. Do Pay them the respect that they should deserve for making by actually showing interest in your product. You have marketed your product well. But you cannot have the biggest issue be people get sick and tired of waiting around and they just go home because it's a preseason game. And what do they care? Uh, we're plotting Miami tickets for the kids for Christmas. Should we hold off to the Dolphins? Dolphins don't play here this year. Um, I don't I don't know. Do the Dolphins? Oh, the Dolphins do play here this year. Play here this year. That's right. I had forgotten that uh, that that was supposed to be the Isaiah Wilson Revenge game. Uh, mobile ticket, mobile ticketing takes way longer, says G-Man. Yeah, but G-Man, like, I if you've never done it, I get it. But, like, you know, probably figure out your ticketing situation before you're pulling into the stadium. Just, like, I, I, I have I, – I appreciate what you're saying because I've been through it. So – but from that standpoint, like, it just takes five minutes to figure out. So if figure out your mobile ticketing situation beforehand if you think you're going to struggle with it. Like, that's, that's just about self-awareness. That's not – that's not on Nissan Stadium. That's the rest. That's the rest of the league. Now, does it compound the issues when you're having all these other issues? Of course. Should should they should there have been an emphasis on mobile parking if they can't even get people into the stadium in a timely fashion and make sure that they are properly provided for once they get in and that the stadium staff is properly staffed? Of course not. All of this stuff is fair, but you know the mobile ticketing thing. I just I don't necessarily I, that doesn't bother me as much. So let's uh, let's. Let's get into this uh, here over the course of tonight's show. You're going to hear from Titans president Burke Nihill because the team put out an apology to season ticket holders. And also Burke Nihill and one of the vice presidents, Adam Noose, who's formerly the general manager of the Nashville Sounds, now working for the Titans in game day operations. So this directly falls on him. This can't have, this can't open as a disaster. And then people have the expectation that you're going to come in here that you're going to come in here on September the 12th when the Titans play the Cardinals and that everything's going to be fixed. They haven't earned that. And we'll talk about that here in just a second, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Football is right around the corner, so get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers 200 bucks in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. All customers can participate in DraftKings Week 1 No-Brainer. For opening night, all customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2Z Sports. 
to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's code A2Z Sports for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in Tennessee to bet. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager. Uh, required one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. So, what is your biggest complaint about Nissan Stadium? Uh, Lane Lane says the price of food, but what do you expect? Uh, yeah, no, I, I know. And, and they don't do cash anymore, which means you're getting taxed, uh, which means you're getting taxed on your food. So you're, I think one of the callers on my radio show brought up today, the $10 beer went to 1074 because they don't pay with cash. You can't pay with cash anymore. It's a cashless environment. And that allows for them to tax you on those transactions. Um, let's see. Josh Martin says, planning on making my first trip to Nashville in October and first Titans game. What's the issues, Buck? Well, apparently people are having troubles getting in. People are having troubles getting, you know, concessions in a timely manner. I don't know what the bathroom situation is, but I'm sure that's not entirely better. Sir Esters, the unintelligent graduate, which is a hell of a YouTube name, says they need better food simply. So his name on YouTube is longer than his comment, but I appreciate that. Um, that's, uh, so Corey D. Jackson, let's say location. I don't live in Nashville. LOL says Jackie Holbert. Uh, I don't know about all that. The uh, food service was awful. Had no issues getting in. Came in through gate 10 with no delay. So apparently, you know, he got, Collins got in okay, but the food was bad. Re Wes Russia says the ridiculous concession prices and the ticket prices being sold at crazy resale prices. Want to get tickets at actual face value without having to buy a PSL. Yeah, I think that's, you know, Wes, that's, that's something that's uh, that's difficult to overcome. Um, I am at every Titans home game, says Carol Renee Jordan Williams. I don't have a complaint with Nissan Stadium, okay? But Carol, it seems like you've probably you probably figured out a good a good game day plan, right? If you're going to every game, then you're trying to make sure your experience is is as good as humanly possible. You've probably learned through experience that you have to get there a certain time before the game that you know which concession stands are going to be, you know, the least busy or which concession stand are going to be work in your favor. You know which gate is going to be beneficial to you. You probably have a parking plan all figured out. So if you're at every Titans home game, Carol, you probably have better perspective than everybody else. But for the people who are just trying to, like, they've got you, right, Carol? So they've got you at every home game. You're going no matter what. It's not, and I, and I hope you understand what I mean by this, Carol, it's not about you. It's about all of the other people who may be trying to go to a Titans game for the first time and who are new to the experience and new to the team and excited about Julio Jones and want to see an offense that scores 30 points per game and the best running back in football and all of these things. So they decide, yeah, you know, we'll get a couple buddies together or a couple uh, girlfriends together. We'll go, we'll go to a Titans game. Why not? And they have a terrible time because they've never been and it's a disaster and they can't get in and they can't get concessions and their seats are in the blazing sun because they play noon games and there's no protection from the elements. All these, that's what I'm saying, Carol, like they, so when I say people like you, it's not about you. I hope you understand what I mean by that because They've already got you and your loyalty, which is great, but they have to build upon that fan base. That's the biggest issue. They've got the core group of 30 to 40, you know, maybe on a big game, 50,000 people that are going to show up to a stadium that's nearly 70,000. They need the others who are just going to passing by and want to be a part of fun, something fun like the Preds, 
and I hate to do this comparison again and again and again, but the Preds are a great ticket because it's a great experience. It's not a lot of hassle. You don't have to deal with a bunch of uh, a bunch of issues. And again, 20,000 versus 70,000, I know that the logistics are different. But there has to be a way to improve this to where you can have people like Carol and you can create more Carols, right? When they want to come back or they want to buy a PSL or they want to, you know, get a, what do they call it? The Fireball Fast Pass, which is a bunch of, which is a bunch of games that end up costing like, I think it's like 30 bucks a game uh, with the way that they end up rotating you around. Who here remembers when the elevators to the upper deck didn't exist? Kids these days says juice box. I don't know about that. Uh, let's see. Getting into the stadium, says Susan Skolnick. That's her least favorite. Well, let, let me let you hear from the president of the Titans because he spoke about this on 3HL on the radio station that I uh, do my radio show for. 3HL is the show, if you're not familiar, that's on from 3 to 6 on 104.5 The Zone. And Burke Nihil joined them today. Experience well, I'm glad one. you brought that up because there was some social media stuff that, that was out there. Pictures, you know, people having trouble getting in. Um to the, to the event on Saturday, um, maybe some issues with, I, I read, like, I didn't go, so I don't I don't know, but this is what I read. Some issues with uh, parking lot, the mobile parking lot stuff. Um, what, where are you guys on, on this process? Because I know that's what it is. Yeah, Brent, we're, uh, we're planting oak trees, and uh, we're not where we want to be yet. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we didn't deliver on our expectations on Saturday, and we've been meeting for the last two days about, uh, some some basic fixes, uh, dreaming up some bigger fixes, and uh, we're maniacal about it. To to take the term Adam just used, we're we're becoming a customer obsessed uh, organization, and so until uh, every fan has a delightful experience, uh, we're not where we want to be. So we'll we'll keep we'll keep hacking at it, and uh, uh, our vision is to, in short order, become one of the the fan friendliest. Uh, venues in sports. And so uh, if anyone has a delay at a gate, if anyone has a hard time getting into the parking lot, then we've got work to do. And uh, we're not going to uh, make excuses. We're just, we're just going to solve problems. And so that's the mode we're in. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll improve uh, for the soccer game this weekend and uh, the, the Cardinals the, game. The Cardinals game. And after that, and after that, we'll just keep, you know, hacking at it. So that's all well and good, but it's not, it's just not good enough, right? I I look at this and ultimately I say, you know, I appreciate what Burke's saying that they're that they're planting oak trees and it's a long game, but like, you know, uh, respectfully, and I, I like Burke Nihill, and I think that, you know, ultimately a lot of the stuff that they've done is is good and that they've made good progress on the on the business side of things, but the you're in the business of people. First and foremost, you're in the business of entertainment and entertaining the people. And if the people are not entertained and they're bitching about a you know a terrible hamburger and the fact that they can't figure out how to get into your stadium in a timely order to see your kickoff, then what are we even talking about? Like, I think that there's so much, that there's so much, there's only so much grace that you're willing to extend, right? Where... You look at the you look at the Titans and you say, okay, you guys had it. You guys had a ton of uh, you guys had a ton of time to figure out how to make this work. You've got an incredibly exciting team. You've got a you have so much to capitalize on. People want to come see your games for the first time. Like really want to come see your games for the first time in forever. As long as I've lived here, six years now. Okay, and I'm sure it's been longer than that because I did not live through the Jay Clocker era. I did not live through Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Like I, I came in when they started winning. So I can't even imagine, can't even imagine when, uh, how it was pre Marcus Mariota. So all of this, all of this suffices to say that the idea of planting oak trees, which I assume is a, a, you know, an allusion to the long game and they're working on creating something that's institutional. That's fine, but you don't have the long game to play right now. You have this season. You don't know if Derrick Henry is going to rush for another 2,000 yards. You think that he can get close this year, but you have no idea. You don't know that Derrick Henry is even going to be on the roster next year. And I say that only because his contract is structured as a two-year deal. Don't everybody freak out at me. Like, relax. I understand that what I've said probably sounds inflammatory, but it's not. All right? But think about it from that standpoint. You have Derrick Henry, you have Julio Jones, you have A.J. Brown on a rookie contract. He's going to need a payday. Jeffrey Simmons is going to need a payday. Harold Landry, Nate Davis, all going to need to be paid. And if Julio does well this year, he's going to want a new contract too, even though he has multiple years left on his deal. You don't have next year to market. You have this season. You have 13 days, less than that, given that that game will kick off at noon against the Cardinals, and it's 9 o'clock nearly right now. They don't have this kind of time to play the long game, even though structurally, uh, Gil Beverly, who is the vice president, who's in charge of all these operations, is fairly new. Burke Nihil is new as the president. Neither of them are new, new to the organization, but they're really just getting their first crack at running the show. You can have a little bit of grace about that if you're the fan base. But you're the fan base that doesn't care about who's running the show. You just care that you ha- you again, through another regime, are not getting what it is that you want, which is corrections to make sure that you can get in and get out and have a burger and have a beer and enjoy yourself at a Titans game for four or five hours on a Sunday. That's all that ultimately matters. So I understand what he's saying. I understand that they probably expect patience. They shouldn't because the patience is not there. This is just like the team has pushed its chips in, all in to win now. You guys have waited long enough to see the kind of entertaining product that they have built, that they have built up on the football side of things. Now let's not have it wasted by bad concessions operations and lack of ability to get people into the gates in a timely manner. That's just what it is. Uh, I've been in Nashville my whole life. I'm dying to see an actual good Titans team in person. The years 2015 and earlier were miserable, Buck. Says, Josh, I know you, you speak for a lot of people, but more than anything, more than anything, you need to make sure they need to make sure that you guys are taken care of. Power T on YouTube says, so do you want comfortable seats or do you want to win a Super Bowl? Stop crying about things that don't matter. It's football at the end of the day. That's all that matters is we win. Know how much for bear. Oh, I assume that means not how much for beer. I have no idea what you're saying there that slowly, slowly got more incoherent as that comment went on. Um, Yeah, you know, the football side of things is all about football. What I'm talking about is not, you know, they could win the Super Bowl and you could not, they could host, let's say this, all right, Power T, let's, let's run it by you this way. They could host an AFC championship game. They could be in contention to go to the Super Bowl. They have been to that place before. 
they could do all these things at Nissan. Well, not the Super Bowl, but they could do the AFC Championship game or the playoff run at Nissan Stadium. And if you're sitting outside the gates for 45 minutes and you can't get in and you want to watch this team win and you want to watch this team potentially advance to a Super Bowl and all of this, all of these things are while you're sitting out there waiting in the cold uh, in the middle of January in Nashville, Tennessee, and you can't get in, then it absolutely does apply to you. It's not just about the football. Yeah, people are going to show up if they win. But people are going to be less inclined to come back if you make them have a miserable time trying to do it. That's all I'm saying to you. Uh, Lamonta says, Buck, you insult anybody's intelligence. No, just the stupid people, Lamonta. Just those. <laughs> anyway, let's move on and let's talk about what happened with Trent Dilfer today, or really over the weekend, on Friday, when uh, when the uh, when high school football was played and Lipscomb dominated yet again, but what happened to Trent Dilfer was not a great look. And I'll explain to you about that right after I ask you the question. Uh, does Trent Dilfer owe anyone an apology? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch if you're not familiar with the story. I'll fill you in and we'll have this conversation together. Does Trent Dilfer owe anyone an apology? Give me your response on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And we will discuss together uh, over the course of tonight's show. While you guys do that, I'll tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs, commercial, residential, they got you covered. In fact, I saw Chris Hamby and Miss Sherry at the Titans game on Saturday. I am getting ready to get on a call with them tomorrow, and I'm going to thank them for all of the things that they did, uh, that they did to make sure that I was not in a bad position when I left for Atlanta, because... I called Brymac. I didn't call Chris. I didn't call Miss Sherry. I just called the number like anybody else would. And I said, hey, my HVAC, my air conditioning went out upstairs and I'm about to leave for a work trip. Is there any way we could get somebody out here today? And not only did they get somebody out there within the hour, they sent me an update on everything that they were doing. They made sure that I knew what the cost associated with the work that they were getting ready to do. And I said, yeah, I really appreciate your help. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical, Brymac.com. Um, Let's see. Uh, Power T back at it. True fans don't care about the stadium. It's just bougie fans, and I'll run out of characters on the beer. Um, well, no, that's not true. Uh, you can be because true. I you know here's what I'll say. Um, Power T and I, and maybe some of you will understand my perspective on this. Maybe somebody like Power T won't. Maybe I'm just arguing with somebody who's not going to get it. But like, you only have so many true fans. It's just what it is. Like the vast majority of the people who are probably going to come to these games, aren't true fans. That's cool. I don't care. I just care that the stadium's full. I care that there's a good environment for me to cover a game. Players don't care. Players just want to, I mean, players care about having loyal fans, but they really care about, you know, how many of the loyal fans are there day in and day out. They don't. They're trying to play in front of a fun crowd. And a fun crowd is a full crowd. Fun crowd is a happy crowd. A fun crowd is the one that doesn't have to worry about how long it's going to take 20 minutes for somebody to scan six tickets at the gate. It's not a true fans matter. Season ticket holders matter. You're trying to grow. Again, as we talked about earlier, they have you. If you're a true fan, great. Happy for you. Mazel tov. But it's not about you. It's about all the people, all the new people that they're trying to get. 
People like all of my friends who almost 90% of them are transplants. They all have other NFL teams, but they want to go to an NFL game in Nashville. Am I to tell them that they're going to have a good experience at, at Nissan Stadium? Hell no. I'm going to tell them, hey, you about, you got to be aware of X, Y, and Z and know that you better bring sunscreen because they play a lot of noon games and you are going to fry, basically, out in that stadium until November. So what I'm going to tell I'm going to be honest with them. And I'm going to say, yeah, there's things that they could do to improve improve the uh improve the situation around the stadium but I'm not I'm not going to lie to them because I want them to have a good experience. I'm not if I especially if I'm recommending it and I can't give them like a recommendation about what my experience is because my experience is not what everybody else experiences. It's the difference between fans who go for fun and media who go for work. And that's, you know, again, that's just you're 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 not understanding the simple economics of this. You're trying to grow. You're not trying to stay the same. It's silly to me. Uh, Stephen Hillenbrand says, Drew, mention happy wedding day to Hannah. Absolutely. I will mention a very happy wedding. In fact, I I left, I you know what? I love my friend Hannah Hillenbrand. She just got married. Her name is Hannah Wallace now. And this is her dad, Steve. And uh, Steve was having more fun on the dance floor than anybody else. I made it to her wedding. Well, I didn't make it to her wedding. I made it to her reception because I had a preseason game to work on Saturday. Drove two and a half hours after the preseason game to go see my best friend get married. I could not have been happier to be there. Could not be happier for her and her new husband, Cody. So an incredibly happy wedding day to Hannah and Cody Wallace now. And uh, very happy to see big Steve Hillenbrand in the chat. (laughs) Makes my day. Uh, Kent Walker says, Dilfer possibly... Okay, let's talk about Trent Dilfer. Let's move on. Enough of the enough of the stadium thing. Boy, we can talk about the stadium another day. Uh, so Trent Dilfer has this situation over the weekend. Of course, he's the head coach at Lipscomb. He's in his third season there, uh, and he's all over social media today, in particular, for the wrong reasons. He's trending for reasons that you don't want to be trending for. He put out a video, or not? He put out a video, but a video was taken of him shoving a player uh, while on the si- while the players on the sidelines and screaming at him. Now, here's the context, because I'll show you the video, and the video doesn't look great, and maybe some people will try to explain it away, but I'm going to give you some context for this. The question is, does Trent Dilfer owe anyone an apology? Uh, And here's the video for context. Trent Dilfer doesn't like when his players talk back. So I'm going to run that back again for you because it's pretty quick. This is Trent Dilfer interacting with one of his players on the sideline of this past Friday's game. Trent Dilfer doesn't like when his players talk back. So he's screaming sit down at him. Um, And it's, listen, everybody's got cameras. My high school football coaches, in my limited experience playing high school football, they did many worse things. Than, and, you know, that's not, we didn't think of them as as bad because it's just simply a change in the dynamic between how you have to handle yourself as a coach of young people and how that dynamic has changed. And given the fact that everybody has cameras on you during a high school football game, especially if you're damn Trent Dilfer. So I uh, I look at that and say, does Trent Dilfer owe anybody an apology? on that because Trent Delfer did put out an apology and, uh, and I will read you that apology right now. So this is, <laughs> this is the, uh, 
He was hired in 2007, 2019, rather. That player, by the way, is uh, Bo Dawson, who is the former son, or is the son of former NFL kicker Phil Dawson, of course, who you are intimately familiar with. Now, he's losing his mind on this dude. Um, but the context of this is pretty ridiculous. And the statement is long, but basically it says that he takes full responsibility um, and says that Bo uh, Dawson, who he's pushing around, is one of Lipscomb's finest student athletes. And uh, he said that while Bo has been pinned the culprit of the video, I should have been a better leader and shown greater wisdom and discernment in how I handled this incident. All well and good, right? Uh, and so, you know, initially I looked at that and I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of what high school football coaches do. Like, I get it. That's somebody's kid. I don't have kids. So maybe that's a different dynamic than I understand. But, but I'm going to watch this again. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this video one more time. And then I'm going to tell you the context under which this video happened, because this changed my opinion very, very quickly. Trent Dilfer doesn't like when his players talk back. So that video was taken during the first quarter. Do you know what the final score of that Lipscomb game on Friday was? You may not. Maybe you're not following high school or Nashville high school football as closely as I am. And I only follow it uh, that closely because things like this happen and because we have people like Trent Dilfer coaching high school football teams in Nashville. But uh, that's from a 62-7 to win. That's in the first quarter. Lipscomb was up 35 to nothing in the first quarter. And that's the way that Trent Dilfer was freaking out on a player. You always want to maintain your competitive edge. I respect that. You are also in the middle of a high school football ass kicking. And you're making a scene like that. If, and we talked about this on, on Bustle with the boys today, and you can check that podcast out on Wednesday with myself, Will Compton and Darren Bates. Um, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't have the emotion about what that what would happen to Trent Dilfer if that was my kid. But Bates was very passionate about this, <laughs> and you know I have I have dealt with high school football coaches in my time. Uh, that is not something necessarily that bothered me. Once I found out it was in a in a first half of a game or a first quarter of a game that they were up thirty four to nothing, I said that is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen, and he ought to do more than issue an apology. I don't know what more he needs to do, but it's embarrassing. Don't touch a player. Don't yell at him. Don't scream at him. Have the presence of mind. Control yourself. You're the adult in the situation. And maybe the kid is behaving badly fine, but you can't You can't do that. You just can't, especially when the stakes are not high. There's nothing for you to be that bent out of shape about. Sean Killinger says, Lipscomb is a college, isn't it? It's also a, you know, a pre-K to... Pre-K to high school. It's like pre-K all the way up to college. It's they're just they're all on the same campus. It's a really small school on the uh on the south side of Nashville. Um Jackie Holbert says, Yeah, that was a bit much. It's it's true. It, it was a bit much. It was more than a bit much. What was a bit much is beating a team 62 to 7. What Trent Dilfer did is just, you know, frankly, a bit embarrassing for Trent Dilfer. Um, all right, let's talk about Malcolm Butler and then let's get out of here. Actually, it's already the show is already running late, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what you find at the Gary Ashton team. GaryAshton.com is where you go to win the buyer battle and to sell for more at GaryAshton.com. You are not going to want to deal with all of the other people in Tennessee when it comes to real estate because everybody else is fighting for the same properties and using the same information. It's not the case. 
at GaryAshton.com. It's why they're the best in the business. It's why you should check out the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Primetime, GaryAshton.com. Um, so on Malcolm Butler, a concerning report was put out today from uh, Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network about how before the Titans play the Cardinals in week one, Malcolm Butler is dealing with a situation that may potentially cause him to retire. Yes, Malcolm Butler, the Cardinals veteran cornerback, I have been told throughout the day from multiple sources that he is going through a personal situation right now, and part of that situation led him to be away from the facility within the last week for a period of time, and that he is still trying to work his way through that, and that right now, retirement or stepping away from the game is on the table for Malcolm Butler, the former Patriots Super Bowl hero, as well as the former Titan who spent the last couple of years in Tennessee. He signed with Arizona in the spring a one-year $3.25 million deal that was fully guaranteed, and the Cardinals expected him to be a key part of their secondary. We'll see where this goes. Uh, the team has no comment on the matter, uh, and Butler's agent did not respond to several attempts to get a comment from him. So we'll see where this goes for the Cardinals and Butler, who, again, is considering walking away from the game after seven seasons in the NFL. It's crazy. I, I hope everything's going okay for Malcolm Butler. That's that's scary stuff without, you know, without necessarily knowing what's happening. Um, you know, I, I hope I hope that it's it's got to be a big deal because Malcolm Butler has an incredible passion for the sport of football, somebody who I very much, obviously, you guys know, how much I enjoyed covering Malcolm, um, and whose success I root for a, in Arizona, which probably pissed a lot of people off or pissed Titans fans off because I like Malcolm and I think he's a great player and I hated to see him go and I respect him and I hope he continues to succeed even you know even against the Tennessee Titans because I don't root for the Titans I don't root for the Cardinals I root for good stories and Malcolm Butler's a great one, um, but with Malcolm, you know you you never know what's going on in somebody's personal life but that it would be serious enough to see him potentially retire to see him uh to see him in a place where it would potentially cause him to retire uh makes me sad because I don't know what's going on in his life you know we we of course keep him in our thoughts and hope that everything is okay on that front um but one would think it would have to be pretty significant for it to come to a situation like that in the case of him and of course you know, he's your week one opponent. That's the potential for the Malcolm Butler revenge game. Uh, J.J. Watt, Malcolm Butler, a whole new Cardinal. Well, not a whole new Cardinals defense, but a lot of new parts on that Cardinals defense. And potentially without the one they call Mac BZ. All right. Let's call it a show. I appreciate your guys' interaction tonight. Thank you, as always. Make sure you check out... Uh, I uh, make sure you chase Skidley Bob says, I swear Bucket reminds us he doesn't root for the Titans every 10 minutes like clockwork. It's because some of you, some of you don't remember Skidley Bob. Not, not listen, you are a diehard. You're here almost every night. I feel like uh, I get new people all the time that act, that get pissed at me about, you know, why am I not a Titans fan? Then I have to explain it to him. So I'm sorry that I have to explain the bit over and over and over again, but tell people to tell people to quit asking. I won't have to do it. It's like Nick Saban. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Just quit asking. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, make sure. You check out the radio show, Cam Wolf of the NFL Network, Blake Topmeyer, SEC columnist, because it's Vols Week, baby. We're full go. We'll be talking about them later on in the week. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Know that I'm not tired yet. I can't go! Oh!